are listening to Al Anonymous. It's me, Al. And as usual, I have a guest. Um, today, tonight, this evening, we're sitting in a park. Willis and I. Willis is my guest. Willis, do you want to say hi? Hi. Um, yeah, so <laughs> Willis and I are going to be discussing solitude in quarantine and I guess facing yourself which is something that you have to do in sobriety which is why a lot of people are afraid of quitting drinking and drugs because a lot of sobriety is you know facing yourself also having a podcast allows for me to lure my exes to hang out with me so thanks Willis yeah, of course. Anytime. <laughs> um, so let's talk about solitude. Cool. Because right. you live alone. I do live alone. You or own I live with my cat. Yeah. Right. You you own a co-op apartment in Clinton Hill. Yeah. Like a one bedroom. Yeah. It's a one bedroom. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really get a lot of sunlight. No. Well, I've been gardening a little bit. But Inside, all the plants are sort of yeah, in the the one there's like the a window one area that can sort of be in yeah yeah. Um, pretty I, dark in there. Yeah, it's pretty dark. I've been listening <laughs> to another podcast, and one of the hosts lives in the same co-ops as me, and they like keep referring to it as like the white projects. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I, that's funny. I have another ex who lives in that in the white projects as oh, well. Yeah. He moved to Berlin and then moved back to the white projects sweet (laughs) that's fucked up um anyways so yeah you've been spending a lot of time in your dark apartment in the white projects yeah in clinton hill i guess like so from march until sometime in may probably i only would leave the apartment to go to the grocery store once every like three or four weeks the co-op uh, no, I'm not a member of the Park Slip Co-op anymore. Oh, why not? What happened with that? Um, I realized I was only going like once a month. Mm. Um, do all of your listeners know about the Park Slope Co-op? Maybe not. Let's talk about yeah. it. Yeah, the Co-op is like, um, is it the oldest or the biggest? It has some kind of it's superlative. It's the coolest. Yeah. it's the trendiest. They have best. Yeah, but it's like a co-op where you have to work to be a member, so you have to do a shift every month. And I was a cashier. <laughs> And I would go in and do, I think, two and a half hours of, like, on-register stuff. And then in exchange for that, you get to shop and, like, everything is uh, cheap or, like, cheaper. I don't know. It's like Sam's Club for white people in the projects. Yeah. White people projects. Yeah. But, like, celebs. It's, like, a little diverse. But, yeah. Was it? I don't know. I've just only. Yeah, there are people of color who shop there. It's not, like. That's good. I'm happy to hear that. Um, but I stopped, I stopped because I lived too far away and I would like have to bike there and it would take 20 minutes and then and I then could only bike back with your groceries. Mm, yep. I could only bike with what I could carry. And so then like one time I bought too much and I had to like, I literally biked home with a cabbage in my hand. So <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah. And it just, so I'd only go once a month. It felt like excessive basically. Right. So I stopped. I feel like with grocery shop, I, I don't buy groceries, uh-huh. but if I were, I don't cook or like eat food mm. really mm-hmm. m- mostly just like snack 
stuff like what we just had like oreos and okay. like hostess cakes you should uh eat food that. yeah i know yeah. i'm working on it uh-huh. i'm working on it um yeah, you could do an episode of your podcast about grocery shopping probably <laughs> god that would be so boring to me hmm. i mean i could talk about how much i hate it which i'm kind of talking about right now uh-huh. but i feel like <sighs> if i were to grocery shop like consciously yeah. I would go to the farmer's market once a week and only get what I need and maybe grocery shop for like the essentials every other week like mm. the essentials mm. I don't know what that is like uh tea okay like vegetable oil I don't know yeah I, I cool. don't know what people use what they cook but a thing a problem I have with grocery shopping is kind of something you me- mentioned um you said you took more than you can carry yeah and i think hoarding and taking more than what you need is a big problem um that we don't really talk about that people have food wise Uh uh like do you remember at the beginning of quarantine when everyone's hoarding food and toilet paper in their homes oh yeah i mean like that's still doing that it's addict behavior to have a stash you know that right yeah, but like, and I, it's selfish. I mean, I don't have a stash of toilet paper. I think that's ridiculous. Like, it's like just take a shower. If you like, if you run out, there's such easy solutions. <laughs> Get a bit of toilet paper. But, but I mean, did you really need that cabbage that you were taking home on your bike? Did you eat yeah, it? Yeah, totally. You ate the whole thing. Uh, yeah, I ate the cabbage. I made like that's a good. huge pot. Like. I mean, so that's what I was going to say. Like, I guess the way that I've been eating during quarantine and this happened like a bi- like immediately basically is that I, uh, I think like I just went into like survival mode or something and I got convinced it was like, I thought there were going to be food shortages and I was like, everyone's going to have to just live on like beans and rice eventually. Yeah. That's what they were trying to tell us. So and we'd so, go shopping and buy more stuff. It, yeah. But buying hoard. beans and rice, I don't know if you like know this, but those are like the cheapest things I, you can buy. <laughs> I've heard. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I convinced myself that like what I should do is I should start, eating those things immediately <laughs> to so get then, used to it yeah so then like <laughs> everyone else would be like suffering because they weren't used to it and i would just already <laughs> be like thriving and in my <laughs> element on the bean and rice diet that's a pretty um good strategy actually and so i would make like one huge pot of beans like i would do four cups of dried beans which is like imagine a dutch oven that you like are cooking and it's totally full of black beans i don't know what a dutch oven is oh, okay like uh <laughs> like a crock pot yeah but like like lake crusade you know that yeah, yeah. i do That's so like, like a like a lake crusade exactly. crock pot yeah but like the big one you know sure yeah but um what color do you have a red one but mine's not lake crusade it's oh. uh lodge but it, it's same vibe. Okay, you know. but it, it has different colors. Yeah, totally. Cool. Um, but so I'd make this huge thing of beans and like an accompanying huge thing of rice. Right. And then I would just eat it for every meal. Did you like, season it? Yeah, like, I mean, like, <laughs> mi- mildly. Or like. But Did like, you use like sofritos? Do you even know what sofritos no, is? No, I don't. Yeah, What's you sofritos? wouldn't. Is it's it that like red spice stuff? That yeah. You see it? Yeah. It's, it's Goya. Okay. No, I just used like cayenne and like 
uh, cumin, you know, normal taco seasonings, basically. Normal taco yeah. seasonings. But, um, <laughs> you don't know it's so fritos. Is. All uh, right. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> so I made this huge pot, right? And then I eat it for like every meal and I just like switch what hot sauce I was putting on it. Right. So right. I have like my rotation and then it feels like a different thing every time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like I would put raisins in it at some point. That's so crazy. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I, yeah, really I don't. Insane. I don't cook, but like when I like do cook, I'll like just like put whatever in it. I'll just yeah. put whatever, and then I like. That's oh rough. yeah, this is this is something yeah. I'm eating. <laughs> and like the thing that's rough about that too is if you're cooking like what you're gonna eat for like two weeks, and then you make it bad, like you just <laughs> sort of are committed to eating this like huge thing of it. Yeah. But yeah. So I was doing a lot of that. And I guess like why you, why couldn't you just do small? Yeah, well, so that's the interesting thing, right? <laughs> is like I think a lot of people were like desperate for stuff to do, so they like got really into cooking. Yeah. And I did the opposite, where I was right, like I were like I did like the soylent, the equivalent of soylent, but with <laughs> beans and rice, where it's like yeah. my whole meal prep and like eating took like four minutes, like from start <laughs> to finish. And then you had all the time exactly in the world to be alone with yourself. Exactly, totally. So because I needed way more of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, how I, so? How did you deal with that? Uh, Are you friends with yourself now? What? Let's see. What did I do? Well, so did the you get other any thing, new hobbies? Yeah. The so other? the other thing I did at the very beginning, when I was doing the black beans and rice thing, because I'm still doing that, but I still. Like, yeah. Like, but you're not sick of rice and beans. I mean, I eat other stuff occasionally. You but just no, had some I really Oreos like and ice yeah. cream that I yeah, brought you. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> the. I also was like exercising every day, like oh. a lot, like uh, like sit ups and push ups. Nothing like crazy, but um, yeah, I feel like I was like in my head, I was kind of like preparing for like a a war kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, you know? fun. yeah, fun. Yeah, it was sick. <laughs> it felt so good. Like, um, like psychological, like a psychological like breakdown kind of thing. Yeah, but like Fun. I felt really in control, like taxi driver kind of. Okay. And then um That sounds fun. Yeah, yeah for sure. And then <laughs> I think it was like it was only really in May where I was like no one's ever going to see my body again. <laughs> and like I'm in the best shape of my life, but literally why? And yeah. Then, and then it kind of started to fall apart. Um but so that was big for the first two months was like sit-ups and push-ups. Mm -hmm. But then how long did that take like out of your it? day? Oh, yeah. like 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Not a lot of time. So there. that's 24 minutes of right. your day. So done. I also, for the first two or three weeks of this, I did have a job. Like I was oh, working from home Uh huh. and then I lost my job. So then I was like fully just like alone <laughs> with myself and my time. Um, yeah. I'm sorry for your no, loss. It's, honestly, it's been great not to make light of anyone who lo lost work. And, yeah, it's been like, bad for me. Yeah, I mean, but I got like the unemployment. I got the stimulus money. Mm -hmm. I've never gone this long without working since like high school. So cool. it felt really good to just like actually get some time to myself, you know, mm -hmm. um, for all my hobbies. Right. Yeah. Did you get new hobbies? Well, I started off playing a lot of uh, Call of Duty. That's not a hobby. I think it's a hobby. I, that's not a hobby. That's like watching TV. Oh, but like the difference is that with <laughs> Call of Duty, you get better. Like, but it would be at like what? So, <laughs> I don't know how. Like you know Fortnite. Yes, of course. Okay, I know so like there's a Call of Duty equivalent, like a 
I think I know people who play this. I don't know what that's called. A battle royale is what it's called. It's li- is that where you like talk to your friends and yeah, like you, call like, them like into an island? Yeah, and then and like use like racial slurs <laughs> and like like just say horrible things. Yeah, that's, that's the that's the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm no, familiar like, with that. So it's like about teamwork, you know, like you oh, sort teamwork. of are coordinating with your friends, mm-hmm. but also you just have to build up your base level skills about like uh, shooting people and stuff. Cool. But so it, it translates to the the war that you were fighting in your head, like taxi think, driver style. Yeah, I really feel like I was ready, ready. Yeah. And I still am probably psychologically ready. Ready to, like, yeah, for when, a full on. Like, I'm going to get a gun and I'm going to, like, stand in front of a post office and, like, defend. Defend? It. Yeah. I would defend totally. the post office, too. Um, Getting a gun probably isn't that difficult. Yeah. It would suck to go to jail because you had a gun in New York, though. Wait, are That's guns illegal in New yeah. York? You can't have them in. New York City. I don't know if it's a statewide thing. You definitely you can't in New York City, though. Uh, I don't want to get into mm-hmm. that. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah. so at the beginning, it was like that. I was reading a lot. Um, I was reading. I started reading Moby Dick. Wow, you were really, really dude. on one. Yeah, like imagine, like <laughs> oh it was like God, a thing where it's like vibe. everyone's freaking out, <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm honestly like, I've never been better at anything in my life than being alone. Yeah, and like, I'm gonna be like the strongest, like <laughs> most like mentally stable person. <laughs> and you're, so I you're really gonna was, read Moby Dick. I really was like, I think crushing it at the beginning. Yeah. But and like it's like I got like an online girlfriend and we were like Wow. We were doing Zoom dates where we'd read Moby Dick to each other. Holy which like I'm gonna throw <laughs> the up the Oreos thing I've ever we just done. ate. But uh Oh my god, I hate that. Uh, Sorry. And then Do you still have that online girlfriend? Oh no. And uh, I think that kind of it all like it sort fizzled. of coincided with like with your like uh, mental state. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, um but that part was really good. No, it's cute. I and I think that I definitely couldn't do it again. Is what I've been realizing. Like <laughs> it, like when school reopens and then they like lock down New York again, I will actually kill myself. Like I don't have another two months of solitude in me. I think. Well, you, there are more books to read. On I didn't even finish Moby Dick. I didn't even get to Ahab. Ahab didn't show up. Oh, we only wow. got like I mean the thing that you don't know is like or maybe you. I've do never know. read Moby Dick. Yeah, the first like hundred pages, he's just like walking around, yeah. trying to find an inn to go to, and he's like, "I want to be someday. I'll be a whaler," but he isn't there yet. Wow. So yeah, that's like needlessly long. So then, those were some big hobbies, <laughs> and then the other one at the beginning, I was trying to write a poem. I feel like day. men. Oh, I was just gonna say, I feel like men just like writing, like to uh, write yeah, words. Yeah, no, for sure. I like, mean, and then you, so then you wrote a poem, you said? Every day, yeah. Jesus, that was another part yep, of it. Yep, and that um, totally. backs up what I have to say about men <laughs> writing whatever <laughs> down and yeah, forcing people writing. to think that it's like relevant enough to become a classic. Uh, I didn't think And that. important enough. I just felt like if I wrote a poem every day, that then I'd have like a collection of quarantine poems. And I think at that the time, people could read. Yeah. And I thought at the and time, be like, wow, Willis Plummer. Well, no, I didn't. I didn't think anything like that. I just sort of was like, there are like weird nuances to like quarantine that might be interesting. And then like, you know, after 45 days, I think I only thought this was going to last like 45 days. Mm-hmm. So despite the war in your mind, well, I was like, it's going to go one of two ways. <laughs> and like half of my ideas were like one, but like even the beans and rice, I was like 45 days of beans and rice. Like, yeah. come on. Uh, I <laughs> will say too, it 
if you only eat beans and rice, like you get very lean. I was really really, because it's a lot of protein and like yeah. Good to know. I was very fit. Listeners, but um, take that down. So then, at some point, the poems were just about like my apartment and the walls of my apartment. (laughs) You You ran out of things to write about. (laughs) There was not a lot to say. Like, cause (laughs) the earliest ones I was still like going to work. So it was like about like touching my face and like, like being on the train and like someone coughing or whatever. But then, yeah, they progressively were just about nothing. The walls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's actually kind of cool. Would read, would not tell anyone I was reading it. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Just kidding. But I think you're a good writer, Willis. Thank you. Thank you. But so I finished the poetry project, or I gave up on it at some point. You finished slash gave up. Uh, It's like the same. It's, yeah, you finished. 45 is a lot. Totally. And then I, I like, edited it. I have, like, a new collection that I'm, like, done with, and I'm just looking for the right. Well, I I have a publisher. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Again, like I thrived like April and May. I felt so good and like on top of it. And Mm -hmm. like I was getting back all of the time I needed to do things. And then. And then, yeah, let's talk about the darkness. Okay, yeah. So then what happened after all of Um, you lost your online girlfriend? You realized it was going to be longer than 45 days. You're still eating beans and rice. You had my birthday in quarantine. Happy birthday. Thank you. How was Uh, that? Turned 28. Well, I got no one asked how old you were. I got a pizza because I had only (laughs) been eating beans and rice. And the only things I craved were like French fries and pizza basically so i got pizza and mm-hmm. it like wasn't that good like i was just where'd like, you get ah, it from this is fine uh the place is called sal's i think on it's a newish pizza place on myrtle in fort green oh um but i think it sort of is named after like the do the right thing pizza place <laughs> <laughs> which like seems so weird and misguided to me but um yeah my yeah. favorite pizza place just effing closed down because the Which owner got that? me tooed. I'm yeah. so pissed. And it's not even COVID related. Yeah, it's not <laughs> COVID related. He literally like got me tooed and now my favorite pizza is gone and I haven't. What was it called? Um, Archie's. There was one in Bushwick and one in Greenpoint. I think I've had Archie's And it was like before. mad expensive. Yeah. But it was my favorite pizza. But apparently the owner did some questionable things with women and we believe them. So yeah. now we no longer have pizza. Interesting. <laughs> um, yeah. But let's see. What do, what do I have to say about the darkness? I watched a lot of movies. I started watching movies constantly. I mm, guess that like, is a depression mode yeah. thing to the get thing, into. Like, well, so one thing I did, I like really avoided TV shows because I have no self-control. And right. Like, if I start, and I, I guess I did watch... I started watching The Sopranos and I watched like five seasons in three days and was just like, yeah, yeah. I can't, I don't watch television. It makes you series, feel like shit. Shows. Yeah. So I, I realized that movies are better because you have to decide which one to watch next. So oh my God. I watched uncut gems for the first time last oh yeah. night. I am it's amazing. Right. <laughs> I don't uh, ever. So I like, haven't watched it because everyone was like, Al, don't watch it. You're yeah. going to get so stressed out. Like you're, it's not, you're not going to have a good time. Uh-huh. 
Like everyone was like, just don't watch it. And I was like, okay, like, damn. But I like really want to see it. I love the Diamond District. Right. I love jewelry. I love like the Diamond District guys. I love the Jews. I love New York. Yeah. And I love like crystals. And I'm like, it's got it all. And basketball too, you know? Really, it had it all. But everyone who told me not to watch it, I should have listened to them. Because it was the most stressful movie I've ever sat through. Oh yeah. By the end you of can't it, handle the stress. By the end of it, I my eyes were just closed, and then I like closed my ears too. I think I lost. I had like a note where I was uh, keeping track of all the stuff I was going to talk about, and I've lost it. We're uh, going off script. Wait, we can we can pause it. Let's pause. We it. don't have to pause. No, I'm gonna pause it. Okay. Yeah, we can just pick up. Uh, yeah, uncut gems. You didn't like it. No. Too stressful. Too stressful, and the there was no payoff. Oh, no payoff. You thought that ending ha- was rewarding. Yeah, he <laughs> he chased exactly what he wanted, all the way to a bitter end. Yeah, no spoilers. Um, but um, anyway, I like was watching it with someone like I only watch so I wasn't gonna watch it alone so I yeah. forced this person to watch it with me uh-huh. and they we had, it took like six hours to watch it because I have such I like couldn't handle it okay and I just kept asking questions I have a hard time paying attention when there's like not a lot of stuff going on when there's not I don't know there, there's too much stuff you going felt on. Bored I just, I was, I felt gems. bored as well as stressed. Yes. Wow. It just and like what even questions are there? Like, uh, what is confusing about that movie? <laughs> I had a lot of questions. Like, wait, so who who does he owe money to? Wait, why is he making this bet? Mm. Wait, why mm-hmm. is he making this bet? Mm. And then I realized, oh, he has a gambling addiction. Interesting. That wasn't immediately clear to you. That, but I mean, I guess I appreciated that part. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a subtle, like, um, way to address gambling addiction. Not so subtle, actually. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had gambling addiction? No, but um, I'm trying to get my friend on the pod who goes to Gamblers Anonymous. Mm. Gotcha. And my my dad had a gambling problem for a long time, mm-hmm. and I just like refuse to like get lottery tickets uh, i just like don't believe any any kind of gambling at all it's not for me yeah except for the claw machine app that i have right where i can get stuffed animals have you talked about that on the podcast before? i don't think i have mm. i got addicted so during quarantine i got addicted to playing this app called claw e and it's um, like an iphone app it's an iphone app okay. yes well it's and what age demographic is it targeted at? You know what? Hard to say, but mm. I got a few people hooked on it. Okay. <laughs> um, like our age. Okay. And I spent kind of a lot of money trying to win these like plush, like Pikachu's. Nice. But um, it takes. How much is like a lot? I don't want to. Like say. over a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, expensive um, Pikachu's. Is it like the kind of thing where like this is a game that like kids are supposed to like use in-app purchases to spend their parents' money on? I don't know, but I do know that it is really easy to spend money really fast mm-hmm. on those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like the little the claw machine things that they would have at like arcades totally. or outside of a diner or something. When I was in Japan, yeah, spent a good amount of time trying to win at a claw machine. Yeah. yeah so really imagine if you up. have an app and you just like can get more coins. Totally. There's this claw machine website that's Japanese, I think, where it's like you stand in line. It, so it's like a queue. The game is standing it's in like, line. Well, you're in a queue. And so you watch whoever's at the front of oh, the queue. Oh, yeah, that's what, claw, that's what claw is like. You oh. watch people. So if they, like, fail yeah. miserably, like, then it's your turn. And then you, like, get it. Totally. And they're still watching. And it's, it's, it's mean. That's cool. <laughs> it's Maybe mean. I should get into claw Yeah, I, I recommend claw um, I've gotten cute stuff. I got a little tiger today. Nice. <laughs> and so they mail you a prize. They mail it. Yeah, they mail it to you. Where do they come from? Japan. Mm. I was just wondering, like, what the return address on the package was. Good question. Um, I'll check when I'm home, Word. and I'll let you know. Cool. As like an editor's note, yeah. I'll add. I'll add it. Um. So we were talking about movie watching. Right. That is a not a hobby either. I don't really think that like cinephiles mm-hmm. should call themselves that because cool. it's gross sounding. Yeah. It, <laughs> it does sound <laughs> a lot like pedophile. Yeah. Um, and watching movies isn't that hard. I guess unless you're me and have trouble paying attention. I mean, it honestly is i it's surprising how many people i've talked to who have been like oh my attention span's really bad now and i can't sit through a movie without looking at my phone and i'm not judging them because i'm like that yeah yeah especially if it has subtitles and you have like Mm -hmm. because normal movie you can like check your phone oh i can't i can't watch black and white movies i basically Mm -hmm. like they're silent Mm -hmm. films to me Mm -hmm. like i i have no idea what people are saying yeah it's because that transcontinental accent (laughs) yeah it's like word yeah. I can't do it. I just like it doesn't I think that I don't hear anything when I don't hear anything that they're saying when they're in black and white. <laughs> 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 they're like mumbling and like so quiet. And I also hate movies that are like so dark that you can't see anything that's going on. Oh yeah. But like you can just like see your face in the glare of the screen. Yeah, and they seem like designed for TVs that we don't have yet. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, Game of Thrones is like that at the end. I, I another thing. That yeah, you don't I, care about that. No, I do mm. not. So Nerd let's see. stuff. Where am I on my list of hobbies? I got beans and rice, Any movies. Nerd stuff? Poetry and writing. Ugh, gross. Uh, I was listening to a lot of podcasts. Uh, oh, I love those. Is that a hobby? I think podcasts, pod, listening to podcasts constitutes as a hobby more so than watching television because it's kind of like reading with your eyes closed. I guess that's it depends. A, that's a take. I guess it depends on what you're listening to. Like me personally, I can't really listening. I can't really listen to like this kind of podcast yeah. or just two people talking about whatever. Yeah. Um, the, the theme of this one is. I think we're staying on topic. We're talking about like things to do when you're alone. Yeah, totally. And hobbies. And yeah. I and hobbies are so I'm a I am a big advocate of getting a lot of hobbies. Cool. Well, we're getting close to like the real hobbies. Okay, I sweet. Think. Um, um but anyway, pod listening to podcasts I think 
is is next to reading. Yeah. Because it does well. take a certain level of attention and like comprehension. I think that I movies, like have to rewind movies are much harder to watch than podcasts are to listen are to. Are you serious? Well, I guess again, it depend I only listen to conversational podcasts uh, and I right, like fall again. asleep to them. Oh, okay. Um, when I like have yeah. a podcast on Right, it's like I have to yeah. listen to mm-hmm. every single word. Like if I miss like like five seconds, I have to like go back and like, makes sense. What? Yeah. So it takes me a long time to like finish a, a pod. Right. That makes sense. And I listen to li- I so I guess for me, I listen to like a lot of like the um, storytelling ones and like the fiction. Like the moth or whatever. Not the moth. I don't really like. Well, I I like ones that are set up kind of like This American Life. Mm, That's yeah. like, which is a lot like. Re- are you listening lo- to. Watching TV. Nice I think. white parents or whatever. No. It's like the new. It's a serial production. <laughs> Love those people. Um but it's Hannah Joffe White is the host mm-hmm. and it's about like white it's about a public school in Gre- uh Gowanus oh wow and, like they try to like put like a magnet french program inside it it's so it's like a traditionally like uh i think like black and latino school that mm-hmm. some white people like start a magnet french program inside of and like divert funds from the main school to the magnet program and do all this bad stuff cool yeah it sounds interesting go on this is like the most evil place i think in new york city i've i feel like i've never been it's so weird it's i've been like here for literally toxic to breathe in the air i guess there's a whole foods over there yeah, the Whole Foods is nice. I've been to that Whole Foods. Sat on the like upstairs. Carol Gardens, Park Slope. Oh yeah, I'm not vibe. a fan. Yeah. We can do without that. So yeah. no, I don't listen to that podcast. I don't think I need to. That makes sense. I listen to a, a lot of podcasts about cults. Word. Um, ones that like hone in, like on one topic and just like go into. Um, like uh, detail. True and on. Like true and on. Yeah, exactly. I love. Throwing on because they're so but thorough in the research. It's conversational too. It is. Um, you know, once Epstein died, I was like, "What are you guys going to talk about?" Yeah. Um, but I can still listen to them because I feel like they're my friends at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So, so I fall asleep to podcasts a lot, and mm-hmm. then the thing that started happening that was really crazy is like you have dreams where like the hosts are in the dream or like people in your dream are like talking but the voice of a podcast host is like coming out cool um (laughs) but it's it's weird there's a certain kind of nightmare that i think oh is it because the podcast is playing while you're sleeping yeah yeah and so then there's this weird nightmare that you can have or that i had where it's like you're like hanging out with your friends, the podcast hosts, mm-hmm. but you can't get a single word in edgewise. Oh like my God, ha- what a nightmare. <laughs> so like, it's like <laughs> they're saying this stuff, you have like fun ideas you want to interject, but they just talk over you because oh the podcast God, is just like, running. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the dream where like you're in a fight and you're too weak to punch back. Mm, but yeah. like the, the, <laughs> the podcast <laughs> version. God, that is one of my worst nightmares, I'll say. Yeah. All I do is... Uh, interrupt and talk over people that that and my other big quarantine dream has been like sort of like you know like the like naked in public but it's just no mask in public oh yeah crazy i've left my house like a few times without my mask and it's like very scary and totally like oh my god did anyone see 
Yeah, and I live like my co-op. It feels like I'm real surveilled. Like if I you leave are. without it, yeah, there's a lot of people there to judge you. Absolutely, that place is kind of scary. Yeah, um, it's a little bit like a jail. It does have a panopticon kind of vibe. Yeah, because there's like a security booth in the middle. In the middle, yeah. Um, where was I? Okay, so that's podcasts. I was so listening hobbies. to podcasts, right? Um, I love hobbies. And I push hobbies a lot on this podcast yeah. because so then, I, because oh yeah. it's a good thing to do when you're sober because totally. you get all this time alone. So then, honestly, I mean, this isn't a hobby, but I was doing a lot of ketamine at the beginning of this. That's absolutely not a hobby. It's a lifestyle. Though. <laughs> um, I bought like the most ketamine I've ever bought in my uh, life. So many of my friends did that too. Like, like there was a period where everyone was just on ketamine like all the every time. Day. Yeah, and I'm like. Uh, where are you guys? Are you like on this plane still or? Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. And so you're doing a lot of ketamine as a ho- recreationally. Yeah. As a hobby. Like a lifestyle, like a full time job where I was doing. Great. Pay. That could be also classified as an addiction and a dependency. Uh, you would think so. Or like, I think so. And it, 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 it got kind of scary at points where I was like, I don't know how to stop. Yeah, because, that sounds, that because sounds like, like the thing addiction. about like, it's like, I mean, but just like it, for me, it's like if I have chocolate at home, like I'm going to eat it all. All of it. Yeah. And, I mean, I have a chocolate addiction, too. but it's not an addiction. It's like because if I don't buy it, I'm totally fine. You know, it's just while it's in the house, I'm going to eat it. But I can go months without when, buying when, it. Really? When's the last time you, that you went a day without chocolate? Um... I feel like like the last week or two. Right really? now, I only have a hundred percent coat. Like I have dark, like one hundred percent dark chocolate. So that's still chocolate. Yeah, but I'm saying like it's so unappealing that like oh, I don't yeah, it actually. So it's bad. like I have it as an emergency, but yeah. I don't actually want it. I my body is like dependent on chocolate mm-hmm. and sugar at this yeah. point, and it sucks. I've been trying to get someone on the pod who also has a chocolate addiction because it's a very good way real. to switch off is uh, if you eat peanut butter or like peanut butter with honey. Yeah. Those are like my sort of go to. People say that if semi or something, it's like the same thing. I'm mm. like, it's it's not. Yeah. I want a Snickers bar and a brownie and ice cream. But yeah, Addiction. so your ketamine <laughs> oh, hobby. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so my it got job. scary. It got a little intense feeling where hobby. I'd be like, I don't want to do it tomorrow. But then I'd wake up and I'd be like, I mean, what else am I going to do? I don't have a job. I don't have anything to do. I have all of this ketamine. Like, I got to do it at some point, right? So why not just work my way through this, like, mountain of K I have, and then when it's gone, I won't have to do it anymore. Which, like, yeah. That's um, that's how alcoholics think about alcohol. Yeah, it's like people are trying to quit cigarettes. They're like, just got to finish this pack, and then I'll... Yeah, so it's like with with someone who has an addiction to something. Uh, Yeah, it, it, it... So... So it, I yeah, let yeah. me just like get it all, get rid yeah, of it all, me. and then I'll like yeah, exactly, start, and I'll never, never again, never again. Yeah, or at least like I'll never buy it this much. Like I'll I'll go back to just having a gram moderation. And then, like yeah, and then I'll have to like a like eat it out over addict, time. Yeah. Um, story that you but tell yourself. But isn't that yourself? just true about like all of life? Moderation. Like, I mean, if you can do things in moderation, then. Congratulations. Well, again, it's but it's like I can do it in moderation if I only have the moderate amount in my home, mm-hmm. you know. And that's why I say hoarding is a huge addict. That makes sense. Behavior. Yeah, yeah. 
because when I was going to the grocery store once a month, I'd go to Trader Joe's and I'd buy these like, they're like, uh, I don't even know what is this size, like a board game sized, like like, like the box for size? like checkers or something. But of uh, okay. like a chocolate bar, like they sell chocolate in that size, and yeah. so I'd buy like five of those, and then I would just be like, <laughs> like two weeks in, like have eaten five chocolate bars. Yeah, like, when I have chocolate in the house, I eat it's it. It's crazy. Fast. Yeah. Sometimes I, I'll hide um, chocolate in my house. Mm-hmm. So I don't. And I, I tried to do that with the ketamine, um, <laughs> like see if I could get high enough that I could hide it and not remember where I'd hidden it. Yeah, um, yeah. That's did that work? No, it didn't work. Mm. Uh, but wow, so it was a problem that you were actually trying to like hide it from yourself. Yeah, I like I got to the point where I was like, like maybe I'll just leave it at a friend's house for a while. You yeah, because <laughs> like I mean, again, I'm like it's totally under control. It's not like if I get rid of this, I'm gonna like go seek out a dealer. It's just like like faced with infinite unstructured time like it's like if i had a job like i wouldn't be missing work to do k i would just <laughs> do it in my free time when i wasn't at my job but uh, as a hobby yeah <laughs> i don't know i feel like i'm like <laughs> so it went from hobby listeners. to job yeah it went to a job basically. so talk about how it was a job so what 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 did you learn about yourself on ketamine uh, and like space or whatever people think about when they're did i learn anything (laughs) um i mean i was writing a lot of poems like you know like you'd come out of it i like god but like they're kind of dumb i don't know (laughs) i'm not gonna defend the (laughs) but i so then stream of consciousness writing is just you know oh it's not but i wasn't writing stream of consciousness i was just writing sort of like words like i believe that like uh other dimensions exist stuff because I was seeing them on ketamine. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. So you then, went you went to other dimensions. Yeah. For and your then, job. Yeah, and then I. So then the way that I stopped doing it was that I was watching all of the Coen Brothers movies chronologically. Oh. Wait, the Coen. I'm thinking of the Safety Brothers, and I just was triggered oh, to uncut yeah, gems no, again. Jesus Brothers. Christ! Um, what are the Coen Brothers? I feel like I probably dislike them too. Ethan and Joel. Big Lebowski. Um, oh, all those dude yeah. movies. Uh, are they? I guess they're dude movies. I, Burn After Reading. Um, th- these no are Country dude. for Old Men. These are dude movies. These are movies. Uh, this is like uncut gems to me. Like a movie that I would sit through like with a guy. Interesting. And I'd be like stressed out and bored. Yeah, masterpieces of American cinema. <laughs> um, I feel so lucky to have been a teenager during the years like they had they had a run of three movies in a row where it went uh i think it went burn after reading a serious man and then no country for old men like those movies came out three years in a row oh wait did they do fight club no not fight club the other one (laughs) no they did not do fight club (laughs) no the other one with brad pitt where they killed the nazis yeah uh no that's quentin tarantino oh i love that guy that guy rocks that's another dude's rock guy yeah i mean that's it's different Mm. it is like misogynist in the same way though yeah so i was watching all these movies i mean they're not misogynist but okay but i was watching i was watching all these movies do they pass the bechdel test I feel like their characters talk about such inane shit that they might unintentionally. But I also don't think the Bechdel test is that good. Okay. Um, But so what I was going to say, though, is like a lot of their movies operate on this sort of like absurd, like 
the world is terrible and like everyone's incompetent and like bad at their jobs and like like chaos it's like all of these like sort of like and it's about how they are smarter than everybody else i think that we're all just victims of a world full of incompetent uh right chaos and but so i had done I a bunch so. of ketamine and i was but there's sort also of, like mad yeah. smart people that's true and so who are competent I was dissociating though, and imagine this is the worldview that's been implanted in my oh, brain yes, by okay, watching like okay. eight of these movies in a row. I'm in the mindset, and yeah. then this is also during the George Floyd protests, mm-hmm. and my windows are open because it's early enough in the summer that it's like nice out, and mm-hmm. I didn't have my AC on, and I I'm on the first floor, so I can hear all of the the noise coming in from the courtyard. Yeah, but and you hated people, that, huh? These people are having this conversation about like maybe local elections even like but people are out there talking they're talking vaguely about court stuff is what i could hear Mm -hmm. and so as i'm super dissociated i start to like internalize it as like someone reading like miranda writes to someone or something and i like convinced myself that like the d like dea like was at my door the dea is the drug enforcement enforcement. Yeah. yeah But like that they, oh they like, they were going to confiscate like, your ketamine. Right. Well, no, that they're going to arrest me. And so <laughs> right. like, but wait, that's like, actually, you, you really thought this. truly what I thought. That is so and, scary and terrible. Oh but, but it wasn't scary. It was just funny because again, the world is so full of incompetent people that I was like, they have to read all these rights and it's going to take them like 20, like they're just going like this uh-huh. conversation is just going. So it just sounds like someone's reading rights endlessly. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm just walking around my apartment, slow motion, gathering all the drugs I have and just like throwing them into the toilet. Oh, and just good job. That's it. what it took for you to get rid of yeah, them. Yeah, that was my big moment. Was, you, that uh, could also be defined as a, br- a rock bottom uh, that yeah, we sometimes I mean, I use. I flushed like $400 worth of drugs down the yeah, toilet. Yeah, because you thought that you were getting arrested. But I finished, I finished <laughs> that. Like, I flushed it. And like got dressed yeah, and walked and out of the apartment smiling, like, ready to like me. greet them and be like, good luck. And then I like get out there and there's oh just God. no one there. Wait, that's so <laughs> insane, Willis. Oh my God. Uh, that like might be a psychological break. Oh yeah. I mean, I was definitely close. That's, like, that, that's yeah. very, very disturbing. Yeah, it was intense. But Jesus. so that was one of my hobbies. Okay, and then cool. And that ended, it ended with that. Yeah. Like briefly in there, it was like I tried to get into pot, so I would like stop doing as much ketamine and I could just do pot instead. Yeah, how'd that go? Oh, I guess that's the other thing I forgot to mention. I stopped drinking at the beginning of this. Oh my god, cool. Like, that but that was connected more to like the beans and rice. Like, right, mu- like it was right. just like I'm not because you're gonna. Ru- we would probably run out of alcohol first thing in the city before yeah, anything else. Totally. I mean, I was just like <laughs> like living alone. Like the prospect of getting wasted at my apartment. I was like, all that'll happen is I'll post something embarrassing on the internet. Like, yeah. I don't need to do this. Good. That's so, that's really good, because I that's the way I was getting drunk before I quit drinking. Yeah, it's I was a nightmare. Always alone. Yeah. Like hiding it drinking in secret Mm. and like waking up and looking at my phone and being like oh my god what did i post yeah that's like (laughs) what ketamine kind of got to for me but now i sort of miss it and probably i miss drinking every single day of my life if anyone listening to this wants to dm me uh with a ketamine dealer i will uh thank you uh if anyone wants to join me in this (laughs) intervention um, we, I kn- I'll let you know where Willis lives. Yeah. So, 
so those were some of my hobbies. And then <laughs> yeah. I guess like then like the the stuff that I've got that like is more like positive or so like like, like real hobbies. like enriching hob- a hobby I think is something that is enriching yeah and like mi- like, well, like fills said, like your soul writing was writing a good is one. a good hobby yes. and I've I've actually doubled down on that and now I'm taking a fiction writing class great um, online so which will, is really nice we can expect to read more of your fiction autobiographical writing. fiction beautiful no, no, no. The I classes, can't wait the class is all about uh, <laughs> I think something I had never learned how to do was like actual plot like where like <laughs> yeah where, like it's like dramatic plot Sorry. where characters want things and like things come into opposition and they struggle to overcome them yeah. or they fail and then they end up like uh I'm sorry gems. I'm being I'm being a snob because I No, you're fine. I wrote a fiction novel yeah. and it was very fun and came easy to me uh-huh. and I just really like I said I don't like stream of consciousness writing. Yeah. And it's I just really respect structure um and respecting the English language and a plot line a beginning middle and end for sure and dynamic characters that are not just like black and white well, you and me both yeah and now i'm taking it and now you know how to do it like, yeah it's really been it. great yeah um do you want to know a tip i never took a class but okay so with developing characters fiction writing yeah i basically um would just hone in on one of my like bad habits or traits uh-huh. and turn that into a different character like fill a room with uh yeah all of your different bad habits yeah and, pretty yeah. much mm-hmm. or you know base it off of like base one character off of a bunch of different people you know yeah that's why all they my characters right, are always you know. uh flushing all their drugs down the toilet yeah. yeah i remember when i was writing a lot drink vodka sodas were a big part of my writing yeah i'm not drinking or anything while i write which is nice oh yeah that's really good i've never been able to be on anything while writing which is yeah yeah um i haven't been able to write still i've had a weird it's tough yeah it's tough are you gonna eat that oreo on the podcast yeah (laughs) all right maybe move the mic because this isn't like an asmr situation (laughs) Sorry, listeners. This um, has no manners. <laughs> let's see. So okay, so writing, enriching. Mm. Yeah, but that's hobby. not that interesting. So then, <laughs> the other one, I do transcendental meditation twice a day. Oh wow, another like David Lynch thing. <laughs> yeah, a David Lynch thing. Okay, so I started doing it last fall, after I went through a breakup because. I found out that my old boss knew someone at the thing. It costs a lot of money to like get TM instruction. Oh, really? It's like it's Scientology? Like, yeah, it's like you pay $1,400. It's a total secret. You're not supposed to tell anyone else how it works because only like the trained instructors can Oh tell my God, you. we could have talked about this on my cult series. Mm, yeah. But go on. Um, but like it's funny because it's so secretive but like the actual like what it boils down to is very straightforward it's just like meditating twice a day for 20 minutes can you just tell us the secret well they give you a secret word what's the secret I, word no, i can't tell you are you kidding it's me like, i have my own secret word and it's my word what yeah it's my mantra and i think it over and over while i meditate that's like what is it can you like give a different yeah, mantra give, so like your mantra might be like I am successful and loved, like no, that no, kind no. of thing. Like, 
banang or something and you what? just think like like, like a, two syllables that don't mean anything banang oh, or something and I you like just go this. like over and over with it and it's like you like that's the only thought that you're having and that's eventually psychotic. you have other thoughts and then but like <laughs> when you realize that you're thinking about other stuff you kind of like just try to like gently go back to the mantra i don't want to give out too much information why not they'll, they'll what do you come mean for me or no something. They they'll won't. like rip up my card my membership to the, <laughs> the david lynch foundation uh, <laughs> and i won't get into yeah the transcendental heaven yeah but it's just that's so fucked yeah i didn't know anything about mm-hmm. that that's definitely something it's pretty I'll be crazy into. you should watch like there are all these videos where like jerry seinfeld like talks about how tm is like the most important oh part no of i life. know that i know that like celebrities are really yeah. into it like but then like stuff. now watch those and like know that all that they're doing is like, sitting in silence for 20 minutes twice a day and it's like it's pretty good i, actually, I mean meditating is good so like what i will say I had fallen off. Like, it's like I had a phase in the fall where I was doing it, but it was really hard. You're supposed to not be caffeinated while you meditate, and you're not supposed to do it on a full stomach. So, like, <laughs> timing it in your day, it's like you got to do one right when you wake up. Wow, this is so cult-like. Um, I mean, in, yeah. In the rules, well, in the, like, cult rule book, it's like <sighs> secrecy. Mm-hmm paying money, mm-hmm. getting to the next level, paying more money to get to the next level, um, and being at someone else's mer- or control and like them controlling what you consume, mm-hmm. what you eat and what you drink. Mm-hmm. So it sounds pretty culty. So go on. Well, I listen so to a lot of cult podcasts. Totally. I, I mean, I think that it, it is similar in a lot of ways, but the thing that's different about it is that they really emphasize like none of these are hard and fast rules. Like, if you if you like can only do your meditation while you're on caffeine, that's fine. Like they're they're all just sort of like this is the optimal conditions. And right, if you right. can't they're do twice a day. They're all suggestions, but I mean right. like, they're still there totally, as, for sure. uh-huh. as guidelines. They're still there. When I did the class, it was like one of the actors from uh, To Kill a Mockingbird on Broadway was in my class with me. Jesus. When I and then like <laughs> it was like so yeah like, like and then you, one of the actors like, tell- from High Maintenance. Did no, he tell you that he was? I just on I recognized kill, it you was, recognized an actor from To Kill a Mockingbird on Broadway. They they told us that they <laughs> were actors, and the like teacher was kind of fawning over them because like the I think that the the foundation is very much like star fuckery, you know, where like they're excited. Another classic them. cult move is to get um, celebrities into it to totally. attract more people. Mm-hmm. But so he kept bringing up that they were actors and like that this would help them in these specific ways. Didn't care that I was a poet. Didn't have any <laughs> shit. Sorry, he was, didn't even ask me what I'd put out. Oh, um, I'm sorry. You didn't get but, enough attention. But, uh, what I was going to say, I started again doing TM regularly, like maybe three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And this coincides with like other things too. But I think I like, definitely have come out of the depression I was in and whether that's like oh cool taking proactive steps like doing TM like whether it's like the cure or just like indicative that you're coming out already you know right 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 like, it's just the the act of like working on yourself is already like progress you know it's it's progress but it also is it like a sign like you know like I feel like for a long time I was so depressed that the the prospect that I would do something like TM twice a day was like no fucking way. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I get so that. it it like also sort Just of the act sig- of like doing yeah, something. Yeah, it's like a signpost that you're coming out. I think as much as like uh-huh. a thing that cures it. But 
Yeah, cool. But I've noticed that I like laugh at stuff, and I was like, oh, I wasn't doing this. Oh, like that's so cracking sad. up at Twitter and stuff. And I just oh, like every so day sad. I like you laugh at laughing. stuff. Yeah. That I've gotten, I've absolutely gotten to that level of depression. That yeah. breaks my heart. I'm so sorry. It's rough. I'm but, glad you can yeah. laugh at stuff. Um, I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. I, I've never like talked about this. This is to be dark. This is okay. dark as hell. Let's go. But um, I like just found out my brother died like mm-hmm. last year, and I like go outside to smoke a cigarette. I don't even know how I had cigarettes, but I had them, and I was smoking a cigarette, and I'm like, my like landlord and like their kids like come walking up the steps. I'm smoking a cigarette, and they're like mm-hmm. mad at me for smoking a cigarette in front of the kids. I'm like, I just found out my brother died, and they were like, oh my god, and like then a car comes by, like blasting who let the dogs out Mm -hmm. and i just started laughing so hard because it was all of it was just so funny it was so funny life is painful and hilarious as they say as i say actually out of a depression or that was just no it's just like it's kind of like you have to laugh yeah you have to laugh totally i mean that was more of like maybe a psychotic laugh no but yeah i know what you mean but laughing is like brothers you know all you can do is laugh at the absurd are those funny movies world. oh yeah they're hilarious really i would i mean there were like little quips and oh yeah i know they're different brothers but in uncut gems that uncut w- gems is not funny in the way the coen brothers are funny i, I liked the relationship dynamics um uh With, between uh, adam Julia sandler oh, and his, his mistress his daughter and his wife yeah it was i really i thought that was kind of brilliant actually that was my favorite part of it because uh, all of these like women were controlling mm-hmm. his life, and I thought that was cool. Yeah, that part is good. <laughs> How are we doing on time? I've got a lot more to talk about, but can, I don't want to. Uh, yeah, no, we can, we've got a few minutes. Okay. Um, let's see. So then. So transcendental yeah. meditation. Did it take you to the same place as say like ketamine did? Uh no. And would totally you say different. that ketamine cured your depression? I think it was a Band-Aid. Like, a Band-Aid, yeah. Yeah, I would say yeah, that, Yeah, as like, is alcohol, you know? It's, self-medi- it's self-medicating. Yeah. I think, I Addiction, think when drugs, I, when I ran drug out abuse. Of, when I ran out of K, I think I definitely had a... Peri- like, because, like, I mean, the other thing is, like, so I was, like, totally alone. I wasn't, like, dating anyone, right? Like, mm-hmm. so I think, like, it was a lot easier to be celibate when I was, like, high all the time, too. And mm-hmm. then, like, not... Yeah, it was like got to deal with this now too. I guess. <laughs> um, but transcendental meditation doesn't tell you to be celibate. Oh no, <laughs> they're pro. They they don't specify. They oh, don't okay. really have that many takes on stuff like oh, okay. outside of. Uh, I love the it. cults that that mm-hmm. uh, make you be celibate. <laughs> I'm so into those. <laughs> like uh, the COVID believers oh yeah like the covid believers yeah you're not allowed to sleep with anyone and i think that is unless you use a glory hole apparently okay we don't get crude on this podcast from the cdc yeah we don't we don't get crude on this (laughs) podcast well so Uh, let's just keep it going okay so then (laughs) i i think i've only got like two more things the other thing the other real hobby i picked up is skateboarding i started doing that like two months ago wait you never skateboarded like before i skated as a teen like a 12 and 13 year old Mm -hmm. um 
but I got back into it real obsessively. Cool. Like, watched a lot of YouTube videos, mm-hmm. which like I didn't have when I was a kid because I was oh, pre-YouTube. Yeah. You're just out in the world. But like it's way easier now because like if you want to like figure out what's wrong with your kickflip, you can watch like hours of right. people like trying to explain it, and they're all like basically telling you the same thing, but. It does actually help a lot, I think, to like be able to visualize what you're trying yeah, to do. Yeah, I think that is a fulfilling, enriching hobby because you are learning and it's like... The progress is a huge part of uh-huh. the... Yeah, like being able to like day over day kind of be And like, get better at it. Yeah, it's sick. It feels really good. Yeah, that's how I f- felt about ballet. I went back to doing ballet. Oh, nice. After not having done it since I was 18. That seems fun with a teacher or like just uh, no, just myself and mm. like YouTube videos. Um, but at the beginning, I hated it because it was I couldn't do the things that I used to be able to do. Yeah, that that's the bad part. I haven't but been able to get back into guitar because of that. Uh, have, oh, you tried to get in, or you have? I like been able. used to play guitar a lot, and like like after a decade off, it's like oh, I yeah. suck. I used to be good. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that is um, something. The other thing, like guitar, is a nice hobby. It's good. Yeah. Similar kind of YouTube culture to it now, Yeah, too. for sure. The other nice thing about the YouTube stuff is, like, even independent of, like, getting better at skateboarding, like, I really like YouTubers is something I've been realizing. Like, Aww, like podcasters. Like podcasters, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, they're, like, mostly telling you about, like, skateboarding, but you're also, like, oh, that's what your apartment looks like? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I love that, Like, too. the weird underlying vibes of the person. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, that's nice. That's mm-hmm. sweet. I like that a lot, Willa. Um, But. That's cool. Okay, and then <laughs> here's my last thing, which is a story, kind of. But Here we go. I'm reading this book called uh, a beautiful a beautiful marsupial afternoon by ca conrad um marsupial yeah and i love marsupials they're so cute do you know what a marsupial uh, is like a koala it's it's an animal with a pouch okay kangaroos and koalas right um yeah i think i think a squirrel might be marsupial i'm not Mm. sure okay but i know i know one when i see one word um, oh my, wow, yeah. like these squirrels just knocked <laughs> a tree branch down. Damn. They heard us. Isn't that wild? Yeah, that was a little wild. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, anyway, marsupial sighting over here. Um, okay, so here, here's, here's <laughs> yeah, this book. Fuck. The premise <laughs> is like C.A. Conrad wrote these like rituals, somatic rituals that mm-hmm. um, they're like, you know, each one's different, but they're sort of like the instructions in like uh, Grapefruit, that Yoko Ono book. You know that? Um, I am it not She'll be like, fill a cup with, with water. Put oh, it on that your stuff, head, that kind stuff, of stuff. Yeah. Like Miranda July stuff. Maybe. But C.A. Conrad's thing, it's like you do these weird sort of exercises with crystals or like whatever. Oh, we can talk yeah. about crystals. And then you like, you know, <laughs> it's like you're channeling Aphrodite and then... So it'll be like this exercise and it'll be like, now write, write or whatever. And then the next page. So that'll be on a page that's black with white text. And then the following page will be the poem that I think they're they, them, but that they produced with that instruction. So it's like they wrote these, they did the exercises and then they wrote a poem based on them. Thanks for bringing that book. I can't wait to look at it. Yeah, totally. And so I did one of these exercises the other day. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll just read it because it's pretty short. Okay. Um, I love short things. Yeah, let's see. 
unlike this podcast episode. I know. I'm, we're running really long. No, it's okay. You can edit out the bad parts. No, it's like okay. When I said there are no bad parts. No, I lo- the, that part's staying in. <laughs> okay. That might be like the trailer. Cool. All right. <laughs> so it's called aphrodisios. Um, wash a penny, rinse it, slip it under your tongue, and walk out the door. Cool. Copper is the metal of Aphrodite. Never, ever forget this. Never. Don't forget it. Ever. Drink a little orange juice outside and let some of the juice rest in your mouth with the penny. Oranges are the fruit of Aphrodite, and she is the goddess of love, but not fidelity. Go somewhere. Go. Get going with your penny and juice. Where do you want to sit? Find it and sit there. What is the best love you've ever had in this world? Be quiet while thinking about that love. If someone comes along and starts talking, quietly shoo them away. You're busy. You're a poet with a penny in your mouth. Idle chit-chat is not your friend. Be quiet, so quiet. Let the very sounds of that love be heard in your bones. After a while, take the penny out of your mouth and place it on the top of your head. Balance it there and sit still a little while, for you are now moving your own forces quietly about in your stillness. Now get your pen and paper and write about poverty. Write line after line about starvation and deprivation from the voice of one who has been loved in this world. Um, and so I'm not really like a uh, crystals guy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but I, I don't know. I was like, uh, that's no, that's really cool. It's yeah, really cool art. I like it's a very it's a very cool thing. Yeah, like, no, I've never and there's like heard of such there's a like sixty different exercises like that. No, here. that's really cool. I'll yeah, I'll you uh, can take a look. But so definitely post. The so I did it. I did it. I washed. I washed a penny. penny during a pandemic. I put a penny in my mouth. Uh-huh. And I like <laughs> went to Fort Greene Park and sat on this stump where I'd like been. I guess it's like I'd broken up with someone there and I'd been broken up with mm. there. I was like. This park like, is um, a classic breakup park. Yeah. Do you get like that energy? This spot. And, oh, this park. Yeah, this park. Um, yeah, I guess so. I feel like it's never been a breakup for me, but Uh-oh. I think all parks in New York, it's like yeah, where the are you neutral go? space where you can sort of bring someone and yeah. then leave them there. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think like the spot in this park in particular, it's like there's a stump so you can sit on it with someone <laughs> yeah. and then you're watching, there's a tennis court right in front of you. So you can watch people play tennis. Yeah. Perfect. So you have like sort of a distraction. It's like breaking up with someone in a car where you're like, you're yeah. both facing forward. Right. So you right. Can, right. Similar vibe. Um, That's so a nice analogy. So I went there and I did the exercise and I tried to write and I didn't write anything very good. Mm. And, but like, it was kind of emotional. I was like, wow, this is cool. I feel weird to be out here with my mask on (laughs) over like my penny in my mouth. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and then it's like a secret little like world. Yeah. And then I got home and this girl who I was in love with in high school texted me Mm. out of the blue Wow. And like so we had, you we did had, like a like a love spell ritual. I think so. Yeah. But like it's like not totally out of the blue, but like a thing where like in May we were texting a little bit and then like I was looking back and it's like I had like said something on like maybe like May 17th and then it was like no answer for a week. And then I was like I might like drive to Oregon like are you going to be around? No response. And so I was like okay, like got ghosted. Uh-huh. But now out of the blue comes back and then Yeah. And I was like, all right, I have self-respect. I'm not going to respond to this text after being ignored. Wow, good job. But then another woman who (laughs) I, like, was seeing earlier this year texted out of the blue to just be like, how's it going? Yeah. 
And then Wait, was it me? No. <laughs> like <laughs> like but just like because I did that today. Uh, yeah. I <laughs> I think that I am too powerful wow. and I can't do any magic spells. Yeah, it, it, it really mm. works. That's so funny because I recently did a love yeah. spell, a love potion spell uh-huh. with um, rose quartz, aquamarine, and rose petals. Uh-huh. And it's crazy. I like took a nap and I woke up to unprompted texts from like people that men yeah like from your past from my past and it no one believed me that it worked but i can't i i i believe you it feels like i mean granted (laughs) it's like maybe like it's quarantine so a lot of people are just reaching out to exes in their life yeah but it also feels cool to believe that you're that powerful i mean like especially (laughs) because like two weeks ago it was like I would have given anything for an ex to reach out right? to me. Right, yeah. And now I'm in a place where I don't care about it, but I do this ritual and like suddenly That's like so it's just happening. So yeah. I don't know. I think maybe there's something That's a real. fun, I, I, I share that hobby and I, that's why I believe Word. it uh, The weird thing hobby. too is like, the po- it's not supposed to do anything. Like it's not like the instructions aren't like, and now your ex is going to like text yeah. you. But it it's is a ritual. Like, it's a ritual that's supposed to help you channel feelings about love. Like I feel like it's a little it's more powerful than it got credit for. I think. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm going to take yeah, a look at that it. book mm-hmm. right after this. Um, um yeah. Well, we how are, do we do? Well think, over time. Yeah, no, we're good. <laughs> off. Wait, I think we're about at an hour. Okay, great. We're just rolling marbles down the hall at this. Is point. this uh, is this normal? Do people usually talk this much? Um, I think I overdid it, huh? You just really like talking. Yeah, I love to podcast. You have a nice voice, so thank you. I think. Um, if anything, we've put some people to sleep. I hope so. I hope so. I <laughs> like to get to the part of the podcast where you can say anything, and yeah, you're yeah. only talking to the true devotees. Yeah, um, man, I would love to be a cult leader someday. I'm just kidding. I want to join a cult so badly. Mm. I've just been like obsessing over po- mm-hmm. cults re- recently. Okay, and it's time to close this podcast out. How do you close it out? Um, do I get to plug stuff now? Sure. Great. Um, <laughs> if you're still listening, I have I have a Twitter account now. I have yeah. 272 followers, I think. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> that's the important part. My handle is at uh, Willis Beefs, B-E-E-F-S. <laughs> um, I also have a chapbook of poetry coming out soon <laughs> called Mons Pubis. Um, follow me on Twitter if you want details about that. And also, I do a podcast with uh, Mira Gonzalez called Really Good Financial Advice with Mira and Willis, which you can find on wherever you get podcasts. Nice. Thanks. Okay. Thank right. you, Willis. Yeah. I enjoyed this episode. Yeah, this was fun. Uh, check out his podcast. Yeah. And also, his chat book and, and DM his me Twitter. if you have.